January 13, 1999. Woodlawn High senior Hei Min Lee disappeared after school on a warm Wednesday in Baltimore County, Maryland. Six weeks later, her ex-boyfriend Adnan Syed was arrested for her strangulation after Hei's body was found face down in a lazy grave. A year later, he was convicted. 22 years later, it's an old-fashioned mystery, but this isn't a game of Clue. This isn't Mr. Plum in the laboratory with a wrench. This has ruined families and Reddit friendships. And I'm in my mom's basement trying to figure out what happened and why I care so much that I'm reading trial transcripts and getting Twitter anxiety. And for those of you who have pointed out that I can't really be this dumb, I can be. So just for a lark, let's do an exercise. Try to imagine where you were six weeks ago. How'd you get to work, for instance? Did you forget you had a car and ask someone for a ride? Was it a snow day? Are you sure? What if your freedom depended on combing out a memory for a detailed alibi? That's this murder case. That's Adnan's life. That's Adnan's life sentence. Now think about this. Six weeks from now, six weeks ago, you started listening to this Down Rabbit podcast and you probably got grumpy at something I said or about my stutter or my editing. I wish I had a co-host, but my mom said I couldn't have any friends over and she thinks it was a serial killer that did it. If you've never heard of Adnan Syed, hey, and a girl called Kathy, that's not her real name, this is a story that was made viciously popular by the most downloaded podcast of all time, Serial, brought to you by MailKimp. You can find it in your podcast section, but it's not the serial of Golden Grams is my favorite serial. It's the serial with an S, as in mom, stay off of Reddit. There's no way it was a serial killer. I'm not a detective or a private investigator. I'm not even a crime reporter. But for infinity, I've been trying to figure out the alibi of a LensCrafters employee and if you can butt dial a 1999 Verizon cell phone for 2 minutes and 22 seconds. And if you just shouted, it was a Nokia, we need to hug this out. It was a Nokia. And you know much too much about this case. For those who aren't familiar with this 1999 soup, please go and download all the episodes of Serial and then cover your phone in Andy Cap's hot fries and apple juice and throw it hard into the deepest part of the deep ocean. Don't listen at all. Learn to play the harp or send some friends an email, a newsletter, or a high five. We need to start with a reminder of Hei Min Lee. She was a glorious senior at Woodlawn High School. An important description tells us what the world lost. Friends shared. Hei was cheerful and light and funny. She loved the movie Titanic. Hei sometimes put on nail polish just so she could pick it off. She wasn't insecure seemingly ever. Sprite was her favorite soda. The Dallas Cowboys her favorite team, not because she cared about football, but because she liked the colors blue and silver. She could charm you without trying. She was a good friend to her friends. She took in their problems and their pain, and she tried to help them if she could. Coach Susie Twiggs spoke of Lee's passion for lacrosse. She grew into a leader. She was a dedicated player, and she was mad if you weren't. Hay was fun and smart and popular, and her journal offers us a horribly wonderful look into a young life. Hay once wrote, Do love and remember me forever. This isn't the forever that Hay deserved, but her murder is one of the most investigated cases since JFK's assassination, and you do not need another podcast about it, but I do. Some of you have shared that your positive Adnan is innocent. The podcasts that I've listened to have focused on whether Adnan got a fair trial slash deserves a new trial, and I've yet to hear a solid alternative suspect. Now to the listeners, let me say with respect that I am terrified of all of you. The Reddit detectives, Reddit detectives, the Twitter trolls, the instant investigators, you're also seriously smart and creative and funny and sometimes horribly hot pissbag awful in the comments section. I'm really in awe of how brilliant and logical some of you are and how some are so passionate and loyal. Now, Serial aired in 2014. 300 million downloads. Lots of grumps out there. And I'm specifically a know-it-all that doesn't know-it-all, so I'm right with you. 
It's worth whispering that I have an obsessive personality. Thoughts get stuck between my teeth. And this case has me at the bottom of the bunny hole, drawing up timelines and Googling the date of Ramadan in 1999. And I'm not alone down here. I've met some of you in the comment section, and some of you are going to hate me here. Uh, the good news is, is that you're smarter than I am. My report card was full of C's and D's and OCD's, and I used to think chicken wings came from baby chickens, and I'm going to die alone, and I skipped leg day, and I have terrible hair. And now that we have your superiority established, let's look at this case with fresh ear holes. Because how you hear the facts of what happened that January 13th depend on how they're told. Serial told this story, but it's fair to say that it was an entertainment investigation. Hosea Koenig began the show as I did, noting that it's very difficult to remember details from six weeks earlier, as Adnan was asked to do when he was arrested. To make her point, Sarah even interviewed some high schoolers to show how tough it was to recall an ordinary day from a month ago. It's worth mentioning that it wasn't an ordinary day. Adnan's ex-girlfriend disappeared, and the police called looking for her. But a smoky memory is not evidence of guilt, just evidence of a podcast slanting a narrative. So let's, let's tell this story with two tones. First round, all facts, dirty guilty. Adnan and Hay were young loves. Hay journaled that he was possessive. Hay wrote him a note after their first breakup in November. I'm really getting annoyed by this situation, the way it's going. People break up all the time. Your life is not going to end. You'll move on and I'll move on. But apparently, you don't respect me enough to accept my decision. Adnan wrote, I'm going to kill on the top of that letter. One teacher recalled Hay not wanting Adnan to know where she was in the school when he was looking for her after a fight. At the end of their relationship in December of 1998, Hay fell for a co-worker, and 11 days before she disappeared, she scribbled Don 127 times in her diary. The night before she was last seen, Hay journaled about her lens crafter's co-worker, I love you, Don. I think I have found my soulmate. And she spoke to him for hours. Adnan called her three times that night, but they only spoke for a minute and 24 seconds. The next morning, January 13th, Adnan lied to Hay and told her that he didn't have a car and he needed a ride after school. After saying he didn't have a car, Adnan drove his car and he dropped it off with his brand new cell phone with a 19-year-old smoking buddy named Jay Wilds, telling him he'd call for a ride later. Jay dropped Adnan back at school. Adnan and Hay were seen together towards the end of the day, and no one ever saw Hay alive again. Jay testified that Adnan called him for a ride after he strangled Hay right after school. Hay was supposed to pick up her young cousin at 3.15 p.m., about a 10-minute drive from Woodlawn High, but she never arrived. The daycare called the family, the family called the police, the police called Adnan. Officer Adcock reported Adnan told him over the phone that he was supposed to get a ride with Hay, but that he got detained at school and she must have gotten tired of waiting and left with, without him. Kathy, that's not her real name, testified that Adnan and Jay stopped by her place that night and Adnan was acting shady and said, what should I say, what should I do around the time police called? During the time Hay was missing, Adnan told a teacher who was asking a lot of questions to stop prying into his business. And though he called her three times the night before she disappeared, Adnan never called or paged Hay after she vanished. On February 9th, Hay's body was found in Leakin Park in Baltimore, 127 feet off the road, three miles from Woodlawn High. Police initially suspected her newer older boyfriend, lens crafter Don, but turned their attention to Adnan after receiving two detailed anonymous phone calls pointing at him. After the police subpoenaed Adnan's phone records, they contacted a girl named Jen who had been called from Adnan's phone multiple times on that murder Wednesday. Jen brought her mom and lawyer to the police department the next morning and told them what Jay told her, that Adnan strangled Hay and showed him her body in the trunk. Jay was brought in for questioning where he told detectives that Adnan had confessed to him that he killed Hay, 
showed him her body pretzeled up in the trunk, and that he had helped Adnan bury the body. Jay then showed the police where Hayes' missing car was parked. Adnan was arrested the next day, just 17 years old. His fingerprints were found in Hayes' car, from her glove compartment to the floor to the trunk, including on a map of where Hayes' body was found. Adnan's alibi did not match his phone records. Mainly, he said he never left school or the mosque for long periods of his day, but his phone was traveling around the area. While incarcerated, Adnan asked if he could get a plea deal before he knew what the full evidence was against him in the case. Adnan was charged as an adult, convicted by a jury who only deliberated for two hours. Adnan's lawyer said he made a bad decision and asked for mercy. Adnan swallowed life plus 30 years at sentencing, where the judge reamed him, saying, You manipulated her to go with you to her death. Now, everything I said there was true. Those were selected guilty facts, but family, please breathe. Now, let me tell you another story with a different tone and backdrop. Adnan and Hay were young loves. Both attended an elite magnet branch of Woodlawn High School. Adnan was a popular athlete, track and football, very bright, and was voted prom prince. Hay wrote in her journal, I swear he's the sweetest guy. Let me tell you why. He was prom prince and Stephanie was prom princess and traditionally, they're supposed to dance together. I tried to act natural and unjealous, but it did kind of bother me. 10 seconds later, guess who danced with me and not Stephanie? Adnan. Now how can I not fall in love with this guy? Of course I gave him his first kiss on the lips, then I totally fell in love with him. Since then, I keep on falling deeper and deeper into him. The bad thing is, we have to keep things a secret. Sigh. But it's okay, because love conquers all. After Adnan and Hay broke up, they remained friends, they traded Christmas presents, she got him an expensive jacket, and they were both dating new people. Adnan even met her new guy Don, and they got along. Now, there was never a report of Adnan hitting her or pushing her or hurting her physically. Hay disappeared on January 13th, but no one's positive when or where she was killed. Her body was found February 9th, 26 days later, and then three days later, Adnan became a suspect when an anonymous caller phoned detectives. Anonymous. And there was a reward offered. Adnan was arrested after his criminal, smoker, liar, weed dealer, porn store buddy implicated him in the murder. That was Jay, the guy who got caught lying and got caught lying about his lies. The most damning statement made by Jay was that Adnan showed him Hayes' body in the trunk of her own car. At first he said it happened on Edmondson Avenue, then he said it was at Best Buy, and then he said it was in front of his grandmother's. He lied to the police. A lot. Jay also said that he helped bury Hayes' body, and later said he didn't help ba- bury Hayes' body. Jay is the only one who has a- admitted to seeing Hay dead in her car, and Jay was the one who knew where her car was parked. Police also discovered that Jay threw his clothes and shovel in a dumpster the night that Hay disappeared. Jay had other lies and inconsistencies that he admitted to, and they're proven through the phone records. Jay Wilde's wildest untruth might have come when he was telling the detectives about a conversation he had with Adnan, and the detective stopped him and said, you were in two different cars. The conversation wasn't even possible. Jay Wilde's was lying again, got caught again, and continued with the statement again. On the bottom of one of the detective notes from an interview with Jay, the word reward was written. And there were notes about a motorcycle that was for sale. Jay also admitted to selling drugs, but was never charged. As for Adnan, there was no DNA evidence, no hair fibers, no blood, 
no saliva, no semen, no fingernail scratches, no photos, no videos, no confession. Yes, Adnan's fingerprints were in Hayes' car, but that's because they were good friends and he was regularly in Hayes' car. The only evidence they had that tied Adnan to Hay was from lying, drug-dealing Jay Wilds. A few other facts? Hay's body was found 127 feet off the road by a man who had conv been convicted multiple times of streaking. One time balls naked in a residential neighborhood, another time in his glory with only a hoodie, sneakers, and shady sunglasses. And his most recent flesh shot? In front of a uniformed female police officer. He was known. Mr. S had a short drive from work to his house, but claimed he needed to pee, so he walked almost half a football field into the woods instead of going home. He was an immediate suspect and failed a lie detector test, but they never searched his house. You might also wonder about her newer older boyfriend, Don. The police didn't speak to him until 1.30 that night that Hay disappeared, the night she was supposed to meet him. Don's alibi? Police cleared him after learning he was at work. Guess what we found out later on? Guess who his boss was at work? His mom. You might also care to know that Ronald Lee Moore was a suspected serial killer, and he was released in the area two weeks before Hay disappeared. Police cleared him when his DNA didn't show up. You know who else's DNA didn't show up? Adnan Syed. And you should probably know that Adnan had an alibi witness who later came to testify that she saw him at the library during the time police claimed he killed Hay. An alibi witness. Adnan's lawyer never interviewed this woman Asia McLean. I'm sorry I yelled at you. That's the innocence version. It's in the story. I twisted and tweaked the truth a little to make it fit that time. In the presentation, uh, Serial did it with Sarah, and Adnan's family friend Rabia did it with her Undisclosed podcast. And let me try one more time, a little creepier music. Hay's body was found 127 feet off the road. How many times did Hay write Don in her journal? 127 times. 127 is 12-7, December 7th. On December 7th, Hay wrote in her journal, quote, Don Kleindienst, why are you on my mind? I love Adnan. And there's more. If you give every letter a number value, A is one, B is two, C is three, D is four, and you add up the letters of Don guilty, guess what the number is? One, two, seven. Do it again for donate free Adnan. One, two, seven. 127 p.m. is the time that Adnan gets to psychology class late to begin his alibi. 1 plus 2 plus 7 equals 10. And the 10th letter of the alphabet? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. You heard me knock and slide if you are familiar with the podcast. Do you seriously think that's a coincidence? Yeah, it's a coincidence. A manufactured distraction. I had to try like 30 combos of letters and numbers to find one that worked. Guilty J, look at Don. It's rubbish. I did it because I'm gripped. I binged Serial after the first episode was released. I can't deal with that week-to-week -week suspense. I was hooked from the beginning. I had bought a foreclosed pet pea-stained house. I ripped out the carpets. I was painting the pink off the walls while listening to my silver iPod. And there were a few times where I paused and I thought, he's innocent. Comma. But as the show passed the midpoint, I paused again. I thought Sarah might have been hypnotized by Adnan's dairy brown cow eyes and not the facts. I was a wee obsessed and torn. I thought it was imbalanced that Sarah seemed sure that she hadn't gotten a sociopath. And Jay lied a lot, a lot. And Asia McLean and the alibi, that left things unresolved. And I had a good guess about guilt 
but I wasn't in the rabbit hole yet. Cereal had done what it intended. It hooked me and it kept me wondering. And I wasn't the only one. Many of us were lost in the weeds because we were crawling through them. The narratives we heard were slanted away from the case and rooted in emotions and first impressions. When Sarah began this show, asking us to try and remember where we were six weeks ago as if our lives depended on it, many of us couldn't. And we connected with Adnan. And we connected with Sarah. And we heard Adnan's voice. And we felt compassion. And we connected injustices. And many of us heard a story and not the facts. I was personally torn. I was cheering for Adnan, but forever reminding myself that he might have choked out an amazing human person and dumped her face down in a wormy grave. We might say, Adnan doesn't sound like a killer, but I've been wrong about that one before, and Sarah might have been too, and you may be as well. Now why do I care? I work in the innocence field. There are some awful things that have happened with wrongful convictions, but I don't think that this is one of them. Adnan's team might have had you believe that the state of Maryland framed the honor roll kid and have been covering it up for decades to avoid a lawsuit. That's not it. There are innocent people in jail, and misrepresenting this case murks up that reality. It's not the famous cases of Adnan and Scott Peterson creating injustices. It's the ones we don't take the time to learn about because we're fighting about lividity. And we aren't arguing here, we're thinking. And you shouldn't trust me, but you also shouldn't trust a fundraising innocence project to give you both sides of a sad story. Adnan is either guilty or he was set up. To believe that he was framed and the police and detectives and the jury, judge, Kathy that's not a real name, the FBI, the appellate court, that they are all in on it? That's Pizzagate and stolen election depth of belief. Flat Earth. What's possible? Improbable. But let's look at it this way. An important question. If not Adnan, who? We aren't a jury, we're just talking. But let's take a look at each possibility. So let's tell a story about each suspect. Adnan. Hyper jealous of Hay's new love, Adnan gets a cell phone. He gives Jay his car and phone so that he can get picked up that day. Adnan lies to get into her car. He kills Hay in her car, cleans up the blood with a t-shirt that was left in the car, calls Jay for a ride, tells Jay what he did and shows him her blue-lipped body. He calls Nisha so that he has an alibi. He gets to track practice late, speaks to Coach Sai. Jay picks him up, they smoke weed, Jay tells Jen. Jay and Adnan bury the body, ditch the car. They're seen together by many people that day. After Hay is found, police get a tip that it's Adnan. They get his phone records, call Jen. Jen tells them about Jay. Jay tells the cops Adnan confessed, and he takes the cops to her car. And Jay pleads guilty to a felony and testifies, even though he's told he's going to get two years in jail. Adnan gets convicted. Second possibility, Jay. I'm stretching and twerking and lunging here. But maybe Hay finds out that Jay is cheating on his girlfriend, she's going to snitch. And when Adnan gives Jay his phone and car, that's his opportunity. So Jay pages Hay to meet, he kills her, and he starts to frame Adnan. Now Jay calls Adnan's friend Nisha and pretends to be Adnan so the phone is away from campus and Adnan looks like a liar. And Jay hangs out with Adnan that night so they're seen together. And then Jay slips Adnan some grassy grass and hopes people notice he's acting wildly and it works. And at some point Jay follows Adnan to the mosque in Hay's car, takes Adnan's phone from his shoe in the hallway, knowing phone records will convict Adnan, and he drives Hay's body to Leakin Park where the cell phone tower matches the location. When Jen calls, he pretends to be Adnan, and then Jay ditches Hay's car and her body, and he convinces Jen to lie. And he starts to tell people it was Adnan. Now, after Hay's body's found, Jay muffles his voice again and calls into Adnan's name to get the reward. The police figure out it's him and convince him to frame Adnan so he doesn't get charged for selling weed. And the police tell him that if he's going to go to jail, it's going to be two years, and he's got to make it believable. 
and he agrees to be labeled a snitch and a sellout and to ruin an innocent friend because he's going to buy a motorcycle with the reward money. No. If Jay's guilty, Adnan's guilty. They were together before and after Hay went missing. Adnan loaned him his car and his phone that day. We can call that unlucky or unlikely. Let's say Don. Let's say Don pages Hay to meet him after school, and he accidentally kills her, and he keeps her body in his basement and then drives back across Baltimore to bury her near her school. And cops just want to get a conviction, so they need to pin it on somebody, and the black drug dealer, Jay, it's too obvious, so they pick the Muslim honor roll student because they know he'll be labeled the jealous ex. And it's actually perfect timing because that same day, Jay, the drug dealer, he borrowed Adnan's car and could frame him. So Don gets his mom to change his time card and not to look in the basement, and he gets all of his co-workers to cover for him, and he gets lucky that there's no evidence against him. Well, if that doesn't make sense, it's because it doesn't make sense. Fourth one, serial killer. Let's look at it. Unbeknownst to Hay, a serial killer had been following her. She's tracked and murdered after school. Police know this early in the investigation, but they don't want to set off a Baltimore school panic, so they frame Adnan, the Muslim. They shoot an arrow into a tree, and they draw a bullseye around it. Adnan Syed. They convince Jen to frame Jay. Then they convince Jay to frame Adnan. And they stick to their stories for 20 years because the serial killer is still out there. Okay. Well, what about Mr. S? Well, on January 13th, Mr. S speaks to the cops at 1 p.m. at Coppin State. He decides to go for a sunny streak after they leave. He runs in front of Hayes' car. She stops. He kills her. Returns to work. He clocks out. He buries her body later. Feels bad about leaving her outside, but not about killing her, so he pretends to find her in the woods while pretending to pee. Okay, I don't think that happened. I've listened to Serial twice, undisclosed, watched the HBO piece, I've drowned in Reddit rabbit holes, and I've read Rabia's book. And I've said something cheerful to you when you yelled at me on Twitter. And then I asked you who you think did it. I haven't heard a single theory that is possible for any suspect. This is the most investigated case since OJ, but there is nothing. Give it a try. Put it all together, end to end. Rabia can't, Undisclosed didn't, the state won't. Maybe you can. I hope Adnan didn't do it, but I think he did it. Maybe Jay helped. Maybe I'm wrong. You don't end up in your mom's basement making podcasts by yourself without perfecting mistake making. And I'm not allergic to apologizing. I think Jay lied. And I think Adnan lied. It doesn't have to be one or the other. They were together. My mom and I disagree, again, again. Moms believe that Adnan has a hair-tight alibi. She says hair-tight, and I don't know if she's messing with my emotions. My mom says Adnan isn't capable of this. She can tell. But mom? Mom? You've been wrong about a few of us before in life. Yikes, mom. Cops, detectives, judge, jury, appellate court, they all think he's guilty. We didn't solve this thingy listening to a podcast on 1.5 speed. A lot of folks think Adnan is innocent because Jay lied. But consider this. Jay gave his initial statement to the police, and if he was lying, he would have no way of knowing if Adnan had a hair-tight alibi. Jay said they were together during school, after school, after track. Adnan could have been with friends or on the phone at school or with a teacher. Jay would have no way of knowing, unless he knew. And I know Jay lied, but consider Adnan. Adnan told Hay he didn't have a car. He lied about his conversation with Officer Adcock. He said he was at the mosque. He told the school nurse that Hay wanted to get back together with him. When Stephanie asked Adnan about Hay being missing, although the cop had already called him, Adnan pretended like he didn't know. He pretended like he didn't know where Leakin Park was when he spoke to Sarah Caney. He told Sarah he would never have gotten a ride with Hay, 
but later said he regularly got rides and they went to Best Buy for car cuddling. Adnan and Jay both lied. Adnan doesn't call Hay's phone when she's missing, but he calls the Baltimore PD when they find Hay and he tells them that they've misidentified her body. Now that's oddish. We can find flaws with things Adnan did. We can find flaws in the state's case. But it's tough to escape the guilty path of Adnan killing Hay as she started dating Don, Jay confessing, Jen cooperating, and Adnan's baby brand new cell phone bouncing around Baltimore and butt-dialing Nisha. And if not Adnan, who? Now I thought this case was over, but we just found out that it's over being over. And as you already know, this isn't the end, it's just the end of the beginning. Part 2 coming much too soon. And for those of you who are my mom's side in all this, you should probably know that your buddy asked my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, what color the soap was when she got back from the bathroom at Thanksgiving dinner. And your pal, my mom, she only goes to funerals when there's an open casket. Bye.